Good morning. Welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy April. After the long weekend, I hope all of you had a wonderful Easter weekend and were able to spend some time with the family. Unfortunately, that means it's Monday and everybody's back to work. And speaking of back to work, the Dow going to the woodshed right now down 530 points. The S&P's down 63. The NASDAQ's down over 200. Gold's up 16. Silver's up 33 and rising. And it is a world gone mad. Tariffs everywhere, trade wars looming, attacks on Amazon. We got it all for you right here. This is why we've done what we've done for the last 22 years. If you haven't gotten your wealth insurance, if you don't have your financial house in order, whether you like what I say, whether you don't like what I say, you better learn to love it. Because we've been calling it all along, 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number to get your orders placed, to get your financial house in order, to hedge yourself against the dollar, which is under huge pressures today. And we'll talk about exactly what China did. Remember last week, I told you Wednesday, Thursday were throwaway days. Don't pay attention. Well, guess what? I was right. The trade war, and, and of course, we've been losing this trade war for two decades now, uh, is heating up, and we'll bring you up to speed on that. But before we do, the website at allamericangold.com, uh, and it's another great one out there, uh, talking about uh, whether it's mine production, what's going on, all kinds of great articles and, and videos. Uh, to keep you in the know. And and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this is unfolding at a very, very fast pace. Uh, China announced they are instituting 128 tariffs this morning. That's not the big news. They're going to tell you it is. They're going to say it's a trade war. That's not the news. We're going to give it to you uh, in the next segment. Much, much, you know, it'll make the Chinese tariffs that they put on this morning look like child's play. And if you if you haven't been paying attention, if you listen, I get it. Listen, you all want to believe that somehow some miracle could happen that we could spend ourselves into oblivion, and somehow the rest of the world. Wasn't going to do anything about it. The era of buying U.S. debt is quickly coming to an end. Uh, and we've been talking about this, and, and we just didn't know when. Today, I'm going to give you the win. We had a, uh, well, I, I don't know how else to say it. Big problems in construction spending today. Construction spending flat in January, only up a tenth today. Where is all the business spending? It's not there, right? I'll tell you where it is. If they counted stock buybacks as construction spending, it would look real good. Of course, I mean, come on, we knew this was going to be the case. 
that, that this is what they were going to do with their tax money. Subprime auto loans down double digits. And, and here's the problem. Remember what, I, what we talked about as the feds were raising rates. Even though we don't get any more for our bank deposits, right? Minimum balance on credit cards goes up. Car loan payments go up, right? All of these things, student loan debt, all of these things rise. Subprime auto loans, which can, what is 60, 70% of the market, those with a, and really it starts with, and unfortunately it's not just subprime, average credit scores and below, down 10%. Number one reason, minimum payments. Auto loan, new car loans hit an all-time record high. The amount borrowed, the amount borrowed on used cars, it was in 20 grand, is now the average amount borrowed on a used vehicle. And apparently there's, there's problems with people paying their, their bills. Uh, and all of this kind of leading to a, a big problem in the market. By the way, just as an update, Dow's now down 570 points. It has broken uh, the low, uh, what was that, early February lows. Uh, it is now broken below that. If it closes below that, uh, that'll be another bad sign for the Dow that we're going to take another leg lower the NASDAQ and the S&P, by the way, both of them already broke support uh, just in the last five minutes now since we've started the program. The Dow has broken support. If they close below there, uh, get ready. Your 401Ks are getting ready to take another big hit. Not been a good year, but you know what? I've been warning you. We told you right? the up 40% couldn't last, and it's not going to last, but the the big news today, at least what you'll hear on the idiot box, is the China imposed 128 tariffs on U.S., mostly agricultural, uh, you know, which we've been waiting for. They made it official today. That is not the biggest news. The biggest news of the day came out of Russia, China, Angola, and now possibly the Saudis. What is it? What does it mean for the dollar? What does it mean for gold and silver? Most importantly, what does it mean for the finances of the United States? We're going to talk all about it next. Big adjustments coming uh, on the heels of China announcing tariffs on 128 products. Uh, You you see the detail of the Chinese. 
Like, we come out and we, and we make these, uh, I'll say, grand gestures about tariffs, and we, we never, and we still don't really know all the details about exactly what it is that we're going to be hitting China with. Today, the Chinese came out and said, here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's exactly, we're going to name names, we're going to name the products, we're going to do all that stuff. But that's the smokescreen. We know that last week, China started trading oil contracts uh, in Renembi, in the Chinese yuan. What we didn't know was... How fast was it going to go, and how quickly, and my assumption has always been, is how quickly were the Chinese going to start paying oil contracts in in Juan or Renembi? Right now, uh, as it sits right now, 6% of all oil traded last week was traded in the Chinese currency. And that's just speculators, right? These are people buying oil contracts, going long, going short. This isn't actually China itself going out, telling the Russians, hey, on this date, right, on September 12th, we're going to wire into your bank account, right, 10 Billion Chinese want. But here's what we know now. Just days after the official launch, China looks to take the next major step in challenging the dollar's supremacy as the global reserve currency. Thursday. And again, isn't it coincidence that we're closed on Friday? We don't get it. I don't know. Just interesting. Reuters reported that China has now taken steps to paying for crude oil imports in its own currency and dropping the U.S. dollar. A pilot program for one payment is been tested. And Reuters has reported that as soon as the second half of the year, and that regulators have already asked financial institutions to prepare, prepare for pricing crude oil imports in one. According to the plan, Beijing will start purchasing all oil from Russia and Angola. Now we know about Russia. What you guys did, what we didn't know is Angola, Russia, and Saudi Arabia are by far the biggest oil importers into China. Matter of fact, it covers the vast majority of Chinese imports of oil. This is huge. You're talking about a proposal that, according to Reuters, the China's oil markets, the newly launched oil markets, 
could consume as much as 30 to 40 percent. Just to give you perspective of what that means, the oil markets alone, just crude oil, is uh, is worth $14 trillion a year. So the China a week ago was zero. According to Reuters, they're now saying that the second half of the year, which we're almost there, right? We're already in April. We're in the second quarter. In the next, say, 90 to 180 days, China is going to buy all of its oil from Russia and Angola in its own currency. And they are keen to break in the dollar's dominance. They are the top suppliers of oil to China along with the Saudis. Now, no word on what the Saudis are going to do. Haven't heard one way or the other if the Saudis are also going to follow suit. My guess is they will. A change in the default crude oil transaction currency which for decades has been the dollar, will have monumental consequences for capital allocations and trade flows. And this is the biggest problem that the United States is facing today. They don't care about the tariffs uh, that China instituted today. The biggest game in town is us having the ability to sell U.S. debt. And now the Chinese have come out and said, you know what? Second half of this year, we're buying all of our oil in our own currency. This is going to put, this was going to take just this action alone will put China's currency up to the second most most used currency in the world. Think about a couple of years ago, wasn't used at all. By the way, do you know that China's GDP is now up to $14 trillion? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Right? We're at, what, 19, let's call it 20? In the next 10 years. China's GDP is expected to not just pass us, but almost double us. A commercial benchmark and a hedging tool, a new investment vehicle for onshore investors, and direct access to China's commodity markets are now in full swing. Already signed deals to import Mideast crude against the newly launched contracts has already been put in place. We talked about that last week. Now China's come out over the weekend and said, we're putting the Russians and we're putting Angola and we're putting the Middle East. And again, I've been speculating that Middle East deal is Saudi Arabia. It's incredible. The People's Bank of China and other regulators 
Internationalization of the Juan is is clearly the priority now. Wow. I mean, think about it. Where do we go from here? So you, you, you have the United States, which we're selling record debts, right? Think about, remember the clip we played Thursday, Rick Santelli on the idiot box, calling the Treasury auctions a dog minus. That's how bad they are. And now the Chinese are getting ready to turn the screws once again. Uh, This has Wall Street down so big. This is why the Dow is down over 500 points. This is why everything's breaking down. And when you start to really think about, you know, think about, go back. For those of you that have been listening all of this time. To when Eric used to be the man here. And we talked about NAFTA. And we talked about GATT. We talked about debt. And the dollar's place as the reserve currency of the world. And one of the things that we've been waiting for is at what point, what was going to cause the rest of the world to stop buying dollars. And remember, and I've explained this a a bunch of times now, every commodity in the world, by and large, has been bought with U.S. dollars. It didn't matter if Italy wanted to buy crude oil from Kuwait, if Canada wanted to buy toys from China, if China wanted to buy natural gas from Russia, if France wanted to buy soybeans from Brazil, at the end of the day, those trades, those the physical purchases have always been cleared in U.S. dollars. which required all of these countries to hold dollars. And here's what's so funny. You know, because I tell everybody, be your own central bank. This is what I say. Notice these countries don't leave their money in the bank. Right? Just like Apple doesn't leave its money in the bank. I mean, I mean, it leaves enough in there for payroll and stuff like that. They all buy debt. And because they know they need to pay for things in U.S. dollars, they hold large amounts of U.S. treasuries. And if we've learned nothing at all about these treasury auctions, look at the vast majority of the debt. Hundreds of billions of dollars a week, most of it in short-term bills, three months, six months. Up to about two years, you've got about 75% of all the dollars we need to sell auctioned off in short-term increments, which really just means that these countries are like, hey, I'm willing to hold this U.S. debt for a little while. And they'll use that as that debt expires. Let's just say, as an example, they buy a three-month bill. And let's just say they bought a billion dollars. Because the country plan, they know, right? Well, we're going to need a tanker or a crude. 
We're going to need a cargo ship of soybean. We're going to need textiles. We're going to need this. We're going to need that. And every day, right, they have debt that expires. That they use them when that expires. They use that money to buy stuff. And then, of course, as revenue is coming into their to their government, right, they take that revenue and they buy more. Now, for the first time in our lifetime, they don't have to buy U.S. dollars anymore. And let's face it, the Chinese have now laid down the gauntlet and said, you know what, here's how you want to do business with us. You want to sell us crude oil. This is how we're going to pay you. Which, if they're going to get paid in yuan, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> they're probably going to buy debt in yuan so they can, what, set up and buy stuff back from them and say, here's, hey, you just sent us $5 billion in for crude oil, and we're going to send you $5 billion for you know all the Chinese crap that you're going to send in here. This is going to put even more pressure on the United States. It's going to pressure interest rates. It's going to pressure the dollar. It's going to pressure, man, just about everything. And remember what I've been telling you. Stagflation is what is going to be coming. Where the U.S. citizenry gets more and more bogged down with debt, Everyone's getting paid less and less. Did you see two more states? Teachers are walking out of the classroom, right, because they don't make enough money. We talk about how people want to make $15 an hour, and they protest and they march. Now we got teachers protesting and marching, and it's not going to end. But don't worry, I'll tell you there's no place. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Resolutions have been introduced into several state legislatures to ask Congress to call a new constitutional convention. That's known as a CONCON. Calling a new constitutional convention is about the worst idea anybody could imagine. We already have a U.S. Constitution that has withstood the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune for more than two centuries, and we don't need a new Constitution. There's nothing wrong with the one we have, except that politicians are not obeying it and judges are indulging in too much activism. If we were to hold a new constitutional convention, the most influential players would be big media, giving us round-the-clock television coverage. The 2008 presidential campaign proved that the media consider themselves actors in the political process, not merely reporters. Outside of a constitutional convention hall, demonstrators would be demanding constitutional changes for their special interests. Demonstrations would be staged by gay activists and their opponents, pro-abortionists and pro-lifers, radical feminists, the environmentalists, gun control advocates, animal rights extremists, D.C. statehood agitators, those who want to relax immigration and those who would restrict it, mortgage defaulters and the unions, 
all demanding consideration of amendments to recognize their claimed rights. Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution allows a CONCON if 34 states pass resolutions calling for it, but that doesn't mean we have to have one. A CONCON would be a recipe for political chaos, controversy, confrontation, litigation, and judicial activism because there are no rules in the Constitution or in federal law to limit a CONCON's purpose, procedure, agenda, or election of delegates. The miracle of our great United States Constitution is that it has lasted for 220 years while preserving individual liberties. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. We should hang on to the Constitution we have. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Anyone pushing for a constitutional convention doesn't have a full appreciation for the brilliance and beauty of the original document ratified back in 1788. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find all kinds of reasons why a con-con could be a disaster for the American way of life. Check out phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Gold's up uh, 15 and change, 1338 and change. Silver's up 33 cents, 1661. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, 385 for for about the next 5 or 10 cents. Uh, then they're going to be three ninety a roll. So U.S. Silver Eagles, uh, three eighty five a roll at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. U.S. ten dollar liberties at seven hundred twenties at fourteen hundred at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This was just released from the Treasury Department. Now remember, all of these things are all tied together. And they want you to focus in on some obscure, the news of the hour, right? Right. We're no longer the long-term investor. Don't open your 401k statement! Right? Last year, that's all they wanted you to do. Look how much richer you are. Take a look today. Not so much. And you know what? It's going to get worse. According to the Treasury Department, the first quarter of 2018, the financial and investing industry, (laughs) which I'm not sure what the difference is between financial and investing industry. They're kind of the same thing. Went into overdrive. 
detailing the upside of the 2018 tax cuts, right? That's all they did. They bragged about how great they were. Remember, they were scrolling all the companies that were giving you pay raises and bonuses. Right? If you could do simple math, but you realize, yeah, that pay raise, that bonus was minuscule. Right, that one-time thousand-dollar bonus is already gone. The positive impacts of a business-friendly executive and congressional branch—what they forgot to say—and uh, spending like drunken sailors. The stock market hit record highs. The Federal Reserve pro- proclaimed such good times as to raise their economic outlook and increase the the likelihood of rate hikes. Right? Remember, I haven't seen it in a while. But they show the Dow is up 43% and the S&P is up 40% right? since Trump has been elected. right? We don't see much of that anymore. Because that 43% is now like 28%. And and going the wrong way. But neither here nor there. This is a treasury projection. So we'll have to wait for the first quarter GDP numbers. But according to the treasury, real GDP likely grew $110 billion. Okay. Not bad. That's like 2.5%, okay, give or take. So just put that into your mind. GDP, you know, $110 billion gets us 2.5% GDP growth. However, the Treasury also noted from January 1st to March 28th that the federal debt rose $621 billion. So we're now spending, what, $6 for every $1 a growth. You know, it used to be we could spend, if we spent a dollar, remember the numbers they used to do? If the government goes a dollar into debt, we get a dollar eighteen in GDP growth. And then it went down to like a dollar six, and then it was in the nineties. Then it was in the eighties. <laughs> now we're in like the teens. If you subtract quarterly growth from the increase in federal debt, and you go back all the way to two thousand. I want to count them up for you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. About 20 quarters of GDP growth and about 48 quarters of negative GDP growth. Of the 20 so quarters that they had growth, over half of them were barely anything. Right, and then of course the debt numbers are huge. If you add a massive five 
500 to 750 billion in quarterly growth of unfunded liabilities along with the federal debt. So according to the Treasury, we're running a debt that they said was $621 billion, right? That was the number for the first quarter. We're also underfunding, right? This is like the pension problem, but this is entitlements that we're not talking about. About another $621 billion on top of that. So, and the reason I bring that up is remember what I keep telling you about this debt super cycle. This is what I'm talking about. No one's talking about the fact that the real number, it isn't $1 trillion. And remember, I talk about the good number and the bad number, right? The bad number's going to be almost $2 trillion. If you factor in the unfunded liabilities, we're already running $2.5 trillion deficits, and it's only going to get worse. The annual change, in 15 to 64-year-olds in the United States is almost flatlined. In other words, we're holding pretty steady. We're a little increase in the population, about 1.7% are 15 to 64. The Rise in the people 64 and over (laughs) is off the charts. It's like a 16% increase. See what the problem is? We've got a debt problem, and now, unfortunately, I guess the real problem is everybody's got to die a whole lot sooner. Major Radio News Hour. The debt market's under attack today. I wouldn't wait. We're on the clock. China has let the world know that by the second half of this year, it anticipates buying all of its Russian and Angolan oil in Chinese currency, which, and there is a Mideast deal. We just don't, they haven't named names. You can guess who it is. The three largest importers of Chinese crude, Russia, Angola, and Saudi Arabia, which is fundamentally going to, it's so hard to put into words how big this is. 
because crude oil, you could add up all the other commodities together. It doesn't equal crude. It's the biggest one. China's the largest importer in the world. So if they got every country to buy and sell crude in their own currency just by themselves, they're going to take up almost half the entire market. Half of a $14 trillion market. That means people need to own, what, about $7 trillion less of U.S. currency. A lot. Every year. And it only starts there. How about Goldman Sachs today? You don't think these guys already know. This is what I'm saying. Is it coincidence, right? Everything's getting in. The only thing up today are gold and silver. Everything else is going out to the woodshed. 401Ks getting the woodshed treatment. And a note to clients. It was yet another system of market fragility created by lower liquidity. And you know what? That's another thing. You didn't even think about it. It's going to be lower liquidity for stocks and bonds in U.S. dollars as well. We believe that a shift towards risk reduction and expectations of higher volatility is likely to change the trading dynamics in 2018. (laughs) Yeah, you know what they're saying? Get ready. Get ready for the whacking. A large number of S&P 500 hedges expired at the end of last week. Remember, and I warned you last week, Wednesday and Thursday were throwaway. Leaving investors less hedged. However, we believe this to be extremely temporary and that downside hedges are going to come heavy into the marketplace. Goldman produced a list of what you need to be worried about. Number one on the list, credit risk. Hmm. What have we been talking about today? Because the debt markets, that's the credit market. Rate and inflation risk. I'm going to tell you right now that you keep saying inflation. I'm telling you it's stagflation. I'm telling you what it is. Doesn't really matter either way. Oil risk. Hmm. <laughs> What's trying to do it again? U.S. market risk. Talking about the hedges to the downside. U.S. cyclical risk. Uh-oh. Are we in a new cycle? Told you we're only in the first inning. Followed by China and European risk. So let's see the first one, two, three, four, five. Five out of the top seven are all in the United States. All having to do with credit Inflation or rate, really rate, what they said was rate slash inflation. In other words, they believe like I do. Rates are going to rise, not because we want them to. 
oil risk, obviously, we know the announcement today out of China, and then U.S. market and U.S. cyclical risk. I mean, even Goldman knows. All of that, the we-fixed-it BS that they laid upon us, they didn't fix it. But if they had fixed it, the too-big-to-fail banks would have been broken up into much more manageable pieces. Leverage would have come way down. If they would have fixed it, we wouldn't be running trillion and two trillion dollar deficits, right? We they'd be out talking about balancing budget. Anybody said anything about that, right? You didn't fix it. You can't fix a debt problem by doubling the debt. And here's the problem. We're gonna double it again. We doubled it in eight years, right? Obama, we went from ten trillion to twenty trillion. The next eight years, we're going to go from $20 trillion to $40 trillion. Problem is, we're going to have a lot harder time selling it. 800-951-0592. The next leg of the cycle is here. Right? And I kind of go back to the first big growth of debt. Remember, about 0102, the debt was still only $5 trillion. But it was starting to rise, right? And gold went from two fifty to four hundred, back to three hundred, right to to seven hundred, back to the mid four hundreds. Then it went to thousand fifty. Then it went back to seven hundred. Then it went to nineteen hundred, and then it went back to a thousand fifty. Now it's getting ready to take the next big jump. Pedro Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Monday, where will it close? We don't know. It doesn't matter. And again, I don't even want you to get caught up in day-to-day. I mean, yeah, the Dow's down big. But think about it. We've had a couple, two days where it's been down 1,000. Another day's been down 700, right? We it, And we're just seeing, you know, they call it volatility. It's so much more than that. And remember what Goldman Sachs told all of their clients today. Hedge what you own. That was their message. What does gold and silver hedge? Because that's really what it is. Remember, we, we say it's wealth insurance. In its simplest form, it's a hedge against the dollar, 
right? Because we live in the United States. If we lived in Canada, it would be a hedge against the loony. Mexico would be a hedge against the peso, right? Here, it's a hedge against the dollar. Now, you can pretend, like I said, whether you like what I say or you don't like what I say, you better learn to love it. Because if you don't, you're going to get wiped out. Period. How do I know? Because every fiat currency goes to zero. We see the shift. The world is changing. China's getting ready to take its place as the new alternative. And guess what? They're, they buy more stuff than we do, right? I mean, that's just how it works. Pay no attention to the fact that we're the ones that gave it to them. It's all going to, to come out, and you know what? Here's the one thing I can tell you about America. I believe this. We will rise again. The only question you got to ask yourself is from what position are you going to start from? The more gold and silver you have, the better position you get to start from. That's it. U.S. Silver Eagles, three eighty-five a roll. That's less than three dollars over spot, man. That's like pushing two seventy-five. U.S. Silver Eagles, three eighty-five. On the gold side, I've got ten and twenty dollar gold pieces. These are the liberties. Seven hundred dollars on ten libs, fourteen hundred dollars on twenty dollar liberties. You got gold at fourteen forty. That puts the twenty dollar liberties about sixty dollars over spot. That's cheap. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Remember now, Colorado. We got our second office up there, right? If you want to pick up at the KHNC studios, you can save yourself the shipping charge. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. We watch the carnage that's being done. Unfortunately, this isn't the end. It's only the beginning. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.